today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Give us ears to hear your truth, and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw close to you. May we thirst for the water that your love brings us. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. We need to understand what's going to take place in the upper room there in Acts chapter 2 wasn't just for the 12. It's for the entire church, for the church as a whole, for every believer to receive that power from on high. We're going to see the action and the activity of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers all throughout the book of Acts. It's an empowering work. It's empowering us to be the witnesses of Jesus Christ, both locally regionally, nationally, and for some of you, even throughout the world. Among the many denominations throughout the world, there are some who unfortunately believe that the power of the Spirit was only for the early church. While some limit it to just the disciples, others claim that it was a temporary institution until the church was big enough. However, as Pastor David will teach you in his message today, this same power is still available for believers today. In his study, you'll learn how God still uses His Spirit to radically move through the lives of individuals throughout the world. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 1 as he continues his message, The Acts of the Holy Spirit. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. So in other words, Jesus was telling the disciples there in the upper room, listen, I cannot give you all this because mentally you can't comprehend it. Spiritually, you can't comprehend it. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal these truths to you and you will be able to receive it. You'll be able to comprehend it. You'll be able to move from there. So that's why he physically has to ascend to the Father in order that the Holy Spirit would come down and again work in the lives of these men and of the church as a whole. One more, a couple more. Look down to verse 14 still in John. Speaking of that, he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Now, back to Acts chapter 1. There in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, Jesus told them that they would be baptized by the Holy Spirit. That word that Jesus used there has a very clear meaning. According to Kittle's Dictionary of the New Testament, the Greek word baptizo, it has the meaning of to dip in or under, 
to die, D-Y-E, like dying a, a piece of cloth, not the tie-dye like we used to do back in the 1670s where you only got a little bit of it. No, this is completely changing the color of it, dipping it, immersing it in the color. It has the meaning of, again, to sink or to drown is something, to immerse it, to bathe it, to wash it. Everything that we see is that complete immersion sinking into. And so with all due respect for my sprinkling brothers, I feel that it's pretty clear that to baptize means to immerse completely. Jesus was telling the disciples that this very powerful thing was going to happen to them. They already had the Holy Spirit abiding in them. We know that. In John chapter 20, and again, you don't need to go there. You can write it down, look at it later. John chapter 20, verses 21 and 22. This tells us very plainly how the Lord had met with the disciples after the resurrection, and he said to them, peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. We know that as believers, the Holy Spirit is in our lives. He has to be. The Bible makes it very clear that without the Spirit of God, we are none of His. The Bible makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit is that seal of our salvation. It is the down payment of God on our salvation. There's no doubt about it. You cannot be a believer without having the Holy Spirit abiding within you. The Holy Spirit here, as Jesus speaks to the disciples, the Holy Spirit has been with them. Now here in John 20, the Holy Spirit is in them. And then as they tarried in Jerusalem, Jesus promised them back in Acts chapter one, Jesus promised them in verse eight, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's a whole different word, epe, to come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus said you were to receive power, that, that dunamis, that supernatural ability, that power. It's the same word that we get our word dynamite from supernatural empowering by God for the work of the ministry. And as Luke closed out his gospel account, he even wrote these words of Jesus's instruction to the disciples. Remember, he had said, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And again, looking at that word endued, the Greek word is enduo. It doesn't change very much at all. But the meaning of it from Strong's Concordance, is it, it has even the meaning of the sense of sinking down into a garment, just totally immersed in that garment, kind of an idea. It's the work of the Father who clothes you and I or immerses us baptizes us in the Holy Spirit, enduing you with power from on high. But we need to understand what's gonna take place in the upper room there in Acts chapter two. 
wasn't just for the 12. It's for the entire church, for the church as a whole, for every believer to receive that power from on high. We're going to see the action and the activity of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers all throughout the book of Acts. It's an empowering work. It's empowering us to be the witnesses of Jesus Christ, both locally, regionally, nationally, and for some of you, even throughout the world. Do you know that there are some that are here this morning, or perhaps listening on the radio, that the Holy Spirit is going to call you to leave the comfort of your home, the comfort of your family, and to go to the uttermost parts of the world to share the hope and the promise and the message of the gospel. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. You don't do that on your own power. You will be destroyed by the enemy. It is when the Holy Spirit calls and empowers and then leads you to that. Again, unfortunately because I believe of some grave misunderstandings and some tremendous amount of misuses, this work of the Holy Spirit, for for many, they're, they're so fearful of it. Don't speak to me about this baptism of the Holy Spirit. I've seen those guys, and those guys are weird. I'm not gonna be one of those guys or gals, as the case might be. But this is something Jesus said that we need. This is something Jesus says, that's a promise of the Father. This is something that Jesus says, you're going to be endowed with power from on high in order that you might be a witness. Can we then say, I don't want none of that. Ah, not me, count me out. Beloved, I believe that we'd be foolish. I think that what we need to do is look and see, what are the words of God speaking. What does the word of God say? What are the activities of the spirit within the book of Acts? Don't look at man's experience today because man can twist so many things up. Let's stay true to the word of God. We need to understand and not be fearful of the words and of the actions of Jesus. We need to understand that according to the word of God, these believers already have the Holy Spirit abiding within them. That abiding, again, that came at the very point of salvation. It was the seal of our salvation. But Jesus was saying that they were now going to be immersed into or by the Holy Spirit, and they would receive power when the Holy Spirit had come upon them. And that's when they would be endued with power from on high. Several years ago, I was teaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There was a a guy and his family that had been a part of our fellowship for, gosh, a, a year or better. Loved the church, loved the fellowship, and then I taught about the baptism of the Holy Spirit told me after the service, Pastor, I need to see you. I need to talk to you. I said, well, great. Come by the office sometime this week. Let's get together. He came in and said, we're, we're leaving. We're, we're not staying at the church anymore. I said, wow, what's going on? He said, because I've seen this baptism of the Holy Spirit stuff, and I don't believe in any of that stuff. I believe that when I got saved, I got the Holy Spirit, and I got all of the Holy Spirit I need, and the Holy Spirit doesn't come upon us in bits and pieces. And I said, I, I absolutely agree with you that when we are saved, we get all of the Holy Spirit. But the question is, is does the Holy Spirit have all of us? 
And you see, in that work of the Holy Spirit, this baptizing of the Holy Spirit, it is a work of God. And we're going to get into this more as we get into the book of Acts. And some of you, you've been with us long enough to know we don't get crazy. We don't get wild. But beloved, I think I would be very, very, again, incomplete in my message and my teaching and my pastoral responsibilities if we didn't go through the Word of God book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, taking the Word of God and saying, if that's what the Father has promised, why don't we have that? Why am I not walking in that? We'll see more clearly as we get into Acts, particularly into chapter two, when a bunch of disciples, remember, these guys had been so fearful. They were so afraid. They were locked up, man. They just knew that if anybody found them, that they would be arrested just like Jesus because they were followers of Jesus. Do you remember the apostle Peter when they asked, aren't you one of his followers by this little maid and he said, no, I'm not one of them. And, and, and literally the word says he began to curse and to cuss as he walked out to show her, no, I'm not a part of him. That same Peter, we're going to find out in chapter two of the book of Acts, suddenly is a totally different individual. He stands before a multitude of people and he tells them there in chapter two of Acts, in verse 38, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. A totally different man. A dynamic and a powerful change within his life took place when the Holy Spirit came, baptized him, and filled him. The boldness of Peter demonstrated the fulfillment of the promise of the Father. This is what the words and the promises of Jesus were speaking about, about being endued with power from on high. That's the purpose, that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He empowers the lives of believers for the work of ministry. And beloved, my heart breaks for individuals who for years and years have said, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. Yes, I believe Christ died for my sins. I've committed my life to him. And yet they walk around in their Christian life absolutely powerless without the fullness of the joy that the Lord brings, without the ability to be able to speak of the things that, that have changed their lives for eternity because of their fear, because of their discomfort. There is no power in their lives. And beloved, I don't believe that that is what changed the world in the book of Acts. I don't believe that that kind of a lifestyle is what turned the world right side up. I don't believe that that kind of faith is gonna change our community. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working within the believers that is going to change individual lives and is gonna change our community. When Jesus told them that after they had received the power, when the Holy Spirit had come upon them, that they were going to be witnesses to him in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. 
Beloved, that's a power that's not of our own. That doesn't come through seminars on how to, how to share your faith, as good as those might be. It doesn't come from real encouragements. Hey, we're going to go out and knock on a bunch of doors, which, hey, that's a great thing to do. That comes from a supernatural work of God within the lives of believers that changes our meekness, our fear, into a boldness of reality that the Spirit of God is working. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I know individuals, some, it, 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 sometime after they've been saved, and man, suddenly their lives are changed and they're on fire for the things of the Lord. Some, right when they come to saving faith in Christ, you see that dynamic. And they're bold and they're strong in their witness. And man, they are just like a rocket going up. And you see that in their lives. Beloved, it's not an individual. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is what we'll, we'll see when we move on into the book of Acts. Sometimes that, that witnessing, that sharing of faith, it's purposeful. Hey, pastor, pray for me. Tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to go over to my brother-in-law's house, and my intent is to share with him the gospel. And so we pray that the Holy Spirit would, again, empower him to be able to have that boldness of witness. But sometimes it just happens at the moment. Suddenly somebody comes into your life or crosses your path and suddenly God opens up that door. The thing is, is are we ready and are we willing to be the vessels of God that says in season and out of season, I want to be willing and able to give reason for the faith that I have within me. Sometimes the movement uh, from one area to another area with the message of the gospel was planned and, and thought out. Paul had a missionary journey. He was planning, man, we're going to go to this city, we're going to go to this city, we're going to go to this city. I love what James says. Don't say you're going to go here, there, or there. He says, if the Lord wills and we live, this is what we'll do. But sometimes it's, it's just the Holy Spirit, man. Suddenly he raises up and says, I'm going to send you. Just like, again, the vision that Paul got from the man from Macedonia. Hey, come over here and help us. That wasn't in Paul's plan. He was wanting to go to Asia. But it's the Spirit of God that directed him then. And then we see the birthing of the churches there. Other times, just the simple leading of the Holy Spirit. For you to speak a word of encouragement, a word of blessing, just to come around somebody. Suddenly, the Spirit of God can work in the life of a believer. You say, sister or brother, and just, I just feel that there's some things that are heavy on you. That's not our smartness. It's the Spirit of God leading us. That's what God wants to do with every believer. The gifts that we see, and we'll get into that as we get into the study, the gifts that we see are, again, for the edification and for the growth of the body. Not that I can say, whoa, look at me. But in order that each one of us might minister the truth and the hope that's found in Christ, not only to one another, but to a lost and dark, unredeemed world that's all around us. Throughout the study, we're going to see the acts of the Holy Spirit. He's going to empower, he's going to gift the followers of Jesus to continue to spread the message of the gospel. We see at the end of where we read when Jesus had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, 
Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Two angels. I believe that that's exactly what that is. Two angels that were standing there. He said, look guys, it's great to look heavenward. But you just can't, can't stay focused there. You've got to move in the world. Go and do what he told you to do. We can sit all of our lives in the comfort of a, of a church and the air condition and the, the ease of the seats and people that we know, people that we're friends with, people that we have no conflict, well, hopefully, uh, people that we pretty well get along with. And, and we can have our little bless me club. But Jesus says, no, I need you to be my witnesses out there, out there. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. They promised him, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, he will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Let me ask you this morning, are you looking in faith to that day when Jesus will come in like manner as he went up into heaven? My hope, my prayer is that you are that you're looking forward to that day, but you are also being busy until that day with the work that God has called us to as his representatives to this world. The hymn writer of the past said, oh Lord, haste that day when our faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. We're not done yet. Oh, we're done with the message, but we're not done with our work that God has called us to. You're here, you're breathing. God has a reason for that. There's a purpose that God saved you for. And that's not just to fill up a chair or to fill up the offering bag. He has called us beyond that. He has called us to be his power-filled, spirit-endued, usable vessels for his sake. Your missionary field might be just with those that live under your roof. Your missionary field might be those that you work with. Your missionary field might be the people within our community. And my prayer, my belief is that some of you, God is calling to leave the comfort of familiarity and go to that place to share his gospel and the truth and the power of his message. May God enrich your life for his purposes. My prayer is that we go through this study as we see the acts of the Holy Spirit working and moving in the lives of the church, that we ourselves, that we'd be stirred to jealousy. As we look and say, man, why did he do that back then? How come he's not doing it now? Beloved, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe he wants to do that now. I believe that he wants to do that in these last days to ignite his church for the fulfillment of the commission of sharing his truth.
Thanks for joining Pastor David today as we study the book of Acts on the open word. Though our program has come to an end today, your time in God's word can continue. It could be beneficial to go back and study today's passage in Acts on your own and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what you read. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor David, you'll find them at theopenword.com. We'd love to meet you too. If you're in the Casa Grande area, please join us this weekend at Calvary Chapel Casa Grande. For directions and service times, give us a call at 520-836-9676. That's 520-836-9676. Now let's turn it back over to Pastor David for a quick request for you, our listener. Thanks, Chris. You know, as this ministry continues to grow and reach further into the community and around the nation with the message of the gospel, I know the enemy wants to stop it. I also know that prayer is a big part of holding him back. Would you take time to pray for us every time you tune in to The Open Word? Pray too for our listeners, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and those who may have yet to place their faith in Jesus. This last category especially needs prayer. It could be that the next message you hear may be the first time they're learning about the hope that's only found in Jesus. Please pray that their hearts would be open and that they'd make a decision to follow Jesus forever. Hey, thanks for praying, and thank you for being a loyal listener to The Open Word. Make a small-